You're listening to The Powerful Creator Show with your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. If you can conceive it and believe it, you can achieve it. And now, here's your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. Good morning, Kristen. Thank you for joining me on The Powerful Creator Show. Good morning, Cheryl. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, of course. I'm super excited to have you here. So before we kick off our conversation, which I have no idea which way it's going to go, so I'm very excited about this, I would love to hear your answer of what it means to you to be a powerful creator. I love this question. I have to say when I'm listening to your podcast, it's just so much fun to hear what everyone has to say. And, you know, there's no right or wrong answer. And I found myself answering it different depending on the day. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it, it could just, you know, go with the wind. So um, what I think it means to be a powerful creator is to be able to really claim your creativity for yourself to surrender to the process of creating and just really allow things to unfold, be open to the discovery that happens, be a beginner, make mistakes, explore, and just, you know, put down that judgment during the process of creating Mm -hmm. and allow the magic to happen. Yes. Okay. So what you're one of the few people that I have on here who is an actual visual artist and who applies the principles of being a powerful creator to the process of creating, like yes. tangibly creating something. So tell us what you do and how you, how you allow that unfolding. Has that been something that you've always allowed or has that been something that you've developed? Um, It's definitely something that I have always allowed to some degree, but as I have developed my intuition and gotten more comfortable with letting go of the perfection and allowing my own creative self to really show up however it wants, um, I've reaped so much more benefit and magic and power in that process by continuing to grow and learn that. So what I mean is, you know, early on, I've always been creative. I struggled a lot with how to show up in my creativity in a focused way. You're always hearing about, you know, pick something and go with it because I'm very multi-passionate. And I know when I first heard that word, I was like, ah, that's it. I'm multi-passionate. <laughs> Right. Because <laughs> I struggled a lot with, you know, what is it? What's going to show up? I went to school for design. I became a graphic designer, but all throughout my schooling, I wanted to draw, I wanted to illustrate, I wanted to paint. Um, I just didn't see those as paths that I could really take. So I got into graphic design. And then I had my kids and then I was like, I really want to get back to just that tangible creating, you know, that doing something with your hands. And so I've been a designer this entire time, but I've also started to paint again. And then I started to sell my wares. I, you know, had a booth at a local market for a while. And then I started to show my work in coffee shops and restaurants. And then I started to teach workshops and I just allowed myself to follow my creativity and my muse, my curiosity, really, where did I want to go next? 
Um, and I felt like I had to keep saying yes till I got to the no in a way. Does that make sense? Yes. I like <laughs> that. Oh my gosh. So it's like, yeah, you like really show up. Where am I, where am I being creative? What is showing up and saying, Hey, why don't you try this? Okay. Let's try that. Let's try that. Let's try that. Let's try that until I'm like, no, not trying that anymore. Done with that. <laughs> right. So what do you mean by saying no? How has that shown up? Give us an example. Well, you know, a lot of things have just sort of, um, I just tried it. Like I tried the market booth for a while. Right. I enjoyed aspects of it, but after doing it for a few months, a season here, I was like, oh, the cons are now outweighing the pros for me. I'm no longer feeling that pull that that's where I'm supposed to be. What's next? Mm. Let's follow the next curious place. Now I want to put my artwork up in coffee shops and restaurants. And I've been in some gallery shows and that was like, oh my gosh, I made it um, in a certain way, a level that I didn't expect to ever be at. And then after doing that for a while, and I still do that to some extent, I realized that putting all my eggs there was no longer what I wanted or needed. And and I was missing something, you know? Mm. Um, So I just kept trying. I, I designed wedding invitations for a while for people. And I loved a lot of that process until I got to the point that I said, okay, I, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing for the rest of my life because I just would hit a wall eventually. Yeah. And that was my cue um, to stop pushing through it and to say, you know what, let's just change gears a little bit. Let's see where else my curiosity takes me. I heard a saying once that, um, you know, if you continue to say yes to this thing, you're saying no to something else. Right. And that really sat with me because, you know, I was saying yes and maybe not really fully embodying it or thinking about it. And that meant I was saying no to something else that could show up. Mm. And I would have to just keep asking myself the question, okay, I'm Am I saying yes to this because I I want to say yes to this? Or is this just what's being presented to me right now? Or is saying yes to this, you know, stopping something else from happening that maybe I really want to do? And just, you know, having to balance those questions out um, with all the passions that show up. (laughs) (laughs) With the multi-passions. I I really love that, though. I get a sense of what that feels like. And the when your yeses start to become no's, and then you have to say yes to the discomfort of the unknown and step into something new. But that's growth, right? Exactly. That is growth. And that is where, you know, I really feel like showing up at the canvas, um, and showing up in my art journal, either whether it be writing or creating, I'm, I'm constantly asking myself these questions, even if they're subconscious. Right. Right. Yeah. And I've loved following your journey and watching how you've grown as an artist just over these last couple of years. I've seen it just like really start to unfold for you. Oh yes. I have. um, I feel like the last three or four years have been a huge expansion and even early in the beginning steps, I knew something big was happening, but it, it wasn't what, what is it? I wasn't really sure. Mm-hmm. I didn't really feel um, comfortable maybe stepping into that role a hundred percent until like the last year and a half or so. I really feel like something um, just said, now is the time. Mm-hmm. You started saying yes to your own creative growth. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah. I started yeah. saying yes to the to the things that really light me up. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know you do a lot of visualization and meditation and things yeah. like that. And a couple of years ago, I was involved in a um, creativity coaching course called the Create Creatively Fit Coaching Program with Whitney Freya. And she does a lot of visualization in that course. And there was one particular um, process that we had to really think about ourselves in the future. And we had to like really truly embody it. What did we look like? What were we wearing? Where were we in our environment? What was, you know, um, what were we doing? All of this stuff. And I realized I had a huge block between what I desired and what I could actually visualize and believe to be true for me. Mm-hmm. And I had to do the process. I think it took me four times of the visualization of going through it to finally break through and actually believe that I could be in that place that I wanted to be at. Yeah. And I was like, that was so empowering, especially because I had been on a growth journey up until that point, And I couldn't believe how much I was blocked. And, you know, that is the beauty of things like visualizing and creativity is that if you can't see it, if you really can't truly believe that it's possible for you, how are you ever going to get there? Right, right. And that's what I had the aha moment of like, wow, I, I really am blocked on the fact that I don't think that's really possible for me. And how am I going to get from this place to it really being possible? That's amazing. And then you've taken that journey to get there. And then I've taken that journey and very small steps, you know, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't happen overnight. It's just really tuning into yourself more saying yes to the things that light you up. Um, Comparison was a huge one for me. That was a huge hurdle to tackle. That's for a lot of people. Very common. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, you're looking at somebody's um, a different part of their path. You have no idea where they've been to get to where they are. So how do you expect to just be right there? You know, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. And I think, um, I think for a lot of people, like I've learned to realize that I can appreciate and love someone else's creative expression for what it is, and that it doesn't have to be mine showing up in the same way. Yes, I agree with you so much. And that took me a while to get to that same place too, where um, going that sense of uh, that little tinge of jealousy or that comparison of definitely, oh, I'm not that good. I could not, you know, and it's like this very unconscious belief that happens that just creates this energetic blah. And it's very dismotivating for you to even want to do anything creative or express yourself creatively because you kind of already just have given up before you even try. Yes. Yes. So now I try and do a little reframe and when those, cause you know, they're still going to come up. I'm, right. I'm not, I'm still going to have times of going, Oh my gosh, that's what I want to be doing. Or, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that, you know, how did they do that? And I'm just like so far from that place. So now I look at it and I say, what is really triggering that for me. Mm -hmm. Do I want to be doing exactly what they're doing? Or is there something in their freedom? Or is there something in um, their color choices? Or is there something, you know, what is it specifically that is triggering 
this um, this tinge of of jealousy or comparison, and how can I actually break it down to see what I'm desiring inside? And that's exactly you know, it's a gift. And so I do the same thing now, where if it arises, which is rare that it does, but if it does, then I'm like oh, this is a complete way shower for me of a, of a path, a potential path or a potential new exploration that I want to take. Or is it that I can just step back and really take out of the myself out of that equation of wanting to do that thing or have that thing and just be in total appreciation for what it is with that somebody else is creating it. Exactly. And yeah. it gives us possibility, right? Yes. I mean, something might show up that you're you're blown away by because you didn't even realize that that was possible. Yeah. And now it's shown you like, Oh my gosh, this is a possible thing that I could do too. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, you know, I still do um, art and art journaling, but I've been exploring now with cold wax medium and doing my paintings with cold wax and doing more abstract stuff and painting more for me and for that process of, of what it gives you, which brings me to the next part of this conversation. And because I know that we are aligned with that same philosophy and a lot of people who do this kind of art and this kind of work are, is how has your creative expression and putting yourself in the canvas as a tangible ways of expressing, how has that carried over into the rest of your life? Well, I think for me, the the biggest thing is um, the abundance factor the empowerment and just the sheer um, release and joy from tapping into that creative flow when I get to the canvas. You know, uh, a lot of people say your art is so full of joy. It's so colorful. It's so happy. Um, but, you know, maybe you'd be surprised to find out that I don't always show up in that frame of mind. Right. It's there's an alchemy that happens when you're creating, you know, um, I can sometimes show up in a very negative space. I can show up very feeling of disempowerment or lack or um, feeling frustrated or um, just broken and in pain. And I give that over to the canvas. And a lot of times I I literally infuse it with intention, with words and, and what I want in that moment, what I need in that moment. And I, I allow my intuition to take over, especially in those early layers. I just let everything come out. Um, And then there's an alchemy that happens, it transforms. And, you know, that's where all of a sudden you can get all that energy moving, you can get that yuck out, you can get that stuff, that low vibrational stuff that isn't serving you, you can give it over to the canvas and just allow it to transmute into this wonderful, joyful, abundant, empowering space. And when you're, when you step away, you're just like, I've given it all, I've given it all of me. And in in return, it's, it's reflecting back, you know, maybe my desires or my wants, or um, it's bringing this joyful energy to me, and then also to everyone else that gets to view it after the fact. Yeah. Yeah. And it does carry over. And I feel like it carries over into life for um, for me. What it's done is allowed me to exactly what you just said. It's, it's a definitely an alchemy process that happens in creating, but then also the more that I surrender my own thinking mind and know, like thinking that I have it figured out and step into that space of intuition that that informs me outside of life that I've learned what that feels like. And so I know how to tune in away from 
creating? Yes. Oh, this is a big one for um, like a big example for me. I am, I get kind of paralyzed with decision-making and that could be like not big decisions, although those are scary too, but they could be little tiny decisions. Mm. I, you know, I go to the store. I'm not a big shopper. I have a hard time actually purchasing items. You know, I, I, I go out to dinner and it's a big joke because I have to look at the menu and I can't talk to anybody because I have to (laughs) assess all of my options before making that decision. And that is a big part of, um, of me. And I feel like that has been changing. I can, there is a time now I can go and I, I'm a much quicker um, decision maker. And I, I, instead of feeling like I have to make the perfect decision on my, on what I'm going to eat for my meal, I decide what do I really want to have now? And if this wasn't great, that's okay. Whereas I used to feel like I had to make the right decision all the time. And I found it so difficult to, um, to really move forward. So that is something that has changed with me allowing myself to show up and get more in tune with my intuition and really be more fully who I am in my art practice allows me to make those quicker decisions and like not second guess myself so much out in the real world. Wow, Kristen, that's, and that's a huge thing. Like we can laugh about how paralyzing it is to make a decision on a menu, but if you're living your life constantly like that, that's gotta be exhausting. Super exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you, I, I mean, I would tell people like, I can't talk to you. I have to look at this menu, but I have to read it from front to back. And once I make my decision, then we can have a conversation. Otherwise we'll be here all night before I decide what I'm having. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I it love feels that you so, recognize that though. Yeah, it feels wild to think about really. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like that's, and seeing that change happen is, and it's really interesting how you said that like through the process of growth and change, one of my favorite quotes is from CS Lewis where, and he says, isn't it funny how day by day, nothing changes, but when you look back, everything is different. And that's kind of that process of growth is we don't realize those daily little things that we show up and do and how that unfolds. And so I would love for you to share, what are you doing and creating in the world for other people, how you're serving? (laughs) I was laughing. So I was like talking about perfection and then it's like, (laughs) I'm like universe, you're so funny. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) Totally. My question was with, you know, like with this process of growth and change and now you're expanding again and putting yourself in a whole other stage of growth. And I would love for you to talk about what's coming up and what you've got going on. Yeah. So I would, um, I would say, you know, through everything that's been going on the last, you know, year, year and a half here, um, I just started to show up in my, my Facebook group, discover your creative magic on a more consistent basis. And Although I've been doing workshops and retreat things in, in person, you know, they were one-offs, you know? So this was a kind of a different experience where um, you go to discover your creative magic Facebook group. And I was coming in there every other week and I would, I started to work on sections of themes and things like that with everybody. And I've really um, found so much growth in myself as well as the people that were joining me um, in there. It's just been such a wild ride. And I decided, you know, instead of feeling like I have to be the perfect one and I have to show up knowing everything, um, I am just following my own curiosity and sharing it with everybody in the group. Mm. So 
whatever is calling to me in that, you know, season or in those, you know, in that month or whatever's going on. Um, I'm just showing up like I would for myself, but I'm bringing everybody else along for it. And that has been fantastic because it really takes the pressure off of me to be like the person that knows what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm really showing up to say, hey, I'm, I'm learning along with you. And through this process, you know, we're going to discover more about ourselves together. I love that. Oh, oh my and gosh. It's been such a great shift. And it's been one that I really feel like has made a huge difference in um, my desire to keep that going and my excitement to keep sharing with others in that kind of a way. What a fun idea, Kristen. And I think like, so, so share, like I'm getting an idea and a concept of what this would be like, because I love the group dynamic that happens. And in that process of learning together, can you share some of your experiences and growth and how have you helped each other to discover things? What's that been like? Oh gosh. Okay. So we started, um, actually we started with a book from you. You gave me the Julia Cameron, the three book series of yeah. the artist way, the walking of the path. And there's one more in there. Um, and so I kind of started with that because I know, you know, when you jump into these creative things, a lot of the hardest parts is the beginning. And then you're jumping into something and you're trying to take people along and um, they don't know, you know, you're all starting at different levels. And, and I felt like that would be such a great way to walk through that creative path together. And so it really initially just started with me showing up weekly and just reading um, one of the chapters and I would highlight a few things I wanted to talk about and discuss it with everybody. And I just got such wonderful feedback from people. I mean, I just got, so, and, and it was so nourishing for me too, cause I had never read those books kind of front to back like that. And, um, but it just made me, okay, what's next, right? What's next? And so after that, we went and explored um, the chakra colors and color energy. Mm. And we started with an art journal uh, and we went through each color. And in addition to doing the art journal, we also talked about everything that goes on that could create um, a sense of that color. So scents, food, bringing that color into your space, maybe wearing that color, making jewelry with that color, mm. um, just embodying that color as much as we can for that particular week or two week time span um, that we went through it. And man, how fun is that to really um, pay attention to color in a new way, instead of just saying, oh, I'm a person who likes green and <laughs> surrounding myself with green, uh, you're really taking the time to get to know every color in a more intimate way. Um, look at all the color that's around you. Look at what colors are never in your space. And how does that relate to what's going on in your life? You know, um, when you really talk about the different meanings behind the chakras and all the different um, things that can go on with each particular one, you know, oh, I, I never have blue. I don't have anything that's blue and I have a trouble communicating. Maybe uh, there's a connection there. Interesting. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because color is energy. And I love that, that you are, that's a fun way to explore and work with color. Yeah. And so in your group, do you do like tangible 
exercises like, okay, we're going to try this printmaking technique. I have no idea what's going to happen, but let's all try this and see what, see how it shakes out. We did. Well, we, we really focused on kind of doing a collage, like a, um, a color study collage each week. So that mm. was the art, um, art portion of it. And then the rest of it was just sort of bringing the color into your everyday life in different ways. And so there's, and that's the part that I think is really magical about creativity. Like it doesn't end on the paper and it doesn't end on the canvas, right? You know, now how do we look around and find it in our neighborhood? Um, find the, you know, find the colors uh, when we're looking in our wardrobe and just different ways that you can express yourself um, tapping into all those senses because for me, painting and, um, you know, traditional visual art is what it shows up with, but right. I'm here for sharing ideas for any of it to come up in your life, you know? What does red smell like? Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it smells earthy. Earthy? <laughs> see, I, got, I got cinnamon, like a whiff of cinnamon, I thought about yeah. it. Yeah. So that's yeah. interesting, like, if you think about, like, what is earth, what does red smell like? Right. And then also when you start noticing, like, how many different shades of red can you actually notice the whole spectrum from light pink to yes. red, right? That was something I kept bringing up too, because, you know, people do struggle sometimes with the tones and the values, especially right. when they take it to a canvas. Yeah. Um, so that is something to recognize in your, in your life too, is like red is not just bright glaring red, it's right. maroon. It's, you know, those deep pinks, it's, it's that whole spectrum of color. Yeah, that's fun. And have you heard that um, there was a documentary and I'll have to find it offline or even tag it in here for if anybody's interesting, interested um, about color. And they were talking about that we that there's a philosophy that we can only see the colors that we can name. Have you heard this? No, I have not. Yeah. And so they actually super interesting. Yeah. They showed a a color spectrum. You can look at it too. And they, if you show the same color spectrum of greens to this tribe in um, the Amazon, they can see like 30 different shades of green that we cannot see. So to our eye, all of these greens look like the same green, but to them, they have different names for all of these different shades of green that we totally cannot see. So kind of, and because they've named them and there's something, it became something that they can totally see. And so even they've said something about like old paintings that they painted the sky red and they're like, could they not see blue because they didn't know it was called blue. So it's like this interesting philosophy behind if you can't name it, you can't see it. That is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Which goes back to our mind and our manifesting ability. I was going to say our brains are really... really something else, aren't they? (laughs) They are. And exactly what you were talking about in the beginning about visioning and how can you create something that you can't envision? Right. Yeah. You know, there's that, you know, saying that's like desire, ask, believe, receive, you know, if you only get to the desire part or only get to the at desire and ask, but you can't really ever get to believing that it's true Mm -hmm. for you. Mm you can't get to the receiving. So there, you know, and it takes your creativity and your imagination to really believe sometimes, you know, we have to um, do that mind over matter and we have to really believe something uh, sometimes before it has arrived. Yeah. Yeah. And just know with like total knowing and confidence that it's on its way to you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, That that's probably been the hardest transition, I think. And that is one that I've really had to work at is the believing part. Um, the surrendering, you know, just the surrendering to this is possible and this is coming for me. 
Yeah, exactly. And I always say, oh, you just reminded me of something I was saying in a podcast and I lost my train of thought and I just remembered what it was. And it was about like when I'm praying or asking for something, I always say this or something better because I don't necessarily know. <laughs> right. There's more possibilities out there than we realize, right? Way oh, more and, possibilities. <laughs> and that brings us back to our discussion of perfectionism. So yeah. if you are really focusing in on creating something perfect because it's your vision of perfect and you don't, you know, let that go, you will never know what could actually arrive instead. Mm. Yeah. Maybe your idea of perfect is too small. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, Kristen, share with us the workshop that you have coming up and what you have going on, sister. Okay, so I'm really excited and super honored to be um, invited to this workshop called Make Create Express 2021. And I will share the link with you to be able to put in the description for people that are interested in checking it out. Um, there are 26 artists from around the world invited. There will be a retreat weekend, um, which I believe is July 10th through the 11th. And then you can sign up for the year long program. So I have two workshops in this program along with uh, 25 other artists in there. And I just am so excited for these to be out there in the world oh and for gosh. people to accept these two offerings for me. I put so much into them. I really put my heart and soul into them. Um, one is called Mystic Moon Magic, and the other one is called um, Wildflower Essence. And you'll see yeah. I've got some moons and some wildflowers I behind see. me. Yes, yes. <laughs> so they, they give you a bit of a hint of what is going on in those workshops. But mm -hmm. I really try and bring um, the whole self into them. So we've got some sound healing in there. We've got some movement. We've got some breath work. Um, along with the actual intention setting and the painting practice. And so wonderful. Oh, I just, I cannot, I like pinch myself. I never really thought I would, you know, I've taken these kinds of courses before and I've yeah. done lots of retreats online before, but I, this sort of just happened. And I it was like, I'm going to be one of those people. <laughs> I am so happy for you and so proud of you and so yes. excited for you and all of those Thank things. You. Just Thank watching you this so unfold much. for you is just <laughs> such so wonderful and so exciting. I'm so thrilled for you, honestly. Oh, I really, I, I received that. Thank you. Yeah, you are welcome. <laughs> I will definitely have the links for this. And then when does the year long program start? Um, I believe right after the retreat weekend is when you can um, purchase the whole program or okay. you can even do it probably before the retreat weekend starts. Um, the retreat weekend is a free weekend and I, you have access to a portion of classes for a short amount of time. And then you can sign on for the year long program to get all of the thing. And then you have like unlimited access to it as well. Oh, so, amazing. And so you have yeah. access to all 26 teachers, yes. or, um, which will expand your your creativity, your life in so many ways. And I love that right. you're offering this. And, and I know that we're aligned in so many of our philosophies and um, the, the whole embodiment process. Yes. I'm so just, I was just really excited to talk to you today because I know that every time we get together and chat, um, you just never know where the conversation is going to unfold. And it's just always a wonderful journey. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It is. And you're just such a gift. And I love that you're, that you're growing and putting this out there because people need you. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you so much. So welcome. And so 
I do have a freebie for your audience. I was too. just going to ask so, you where oh, they could thank find you and get in touch with you and if you had anything to offer. So go for yes, it. Yes, fantastic. Okay, so I do have the seven days to awaken your creative spirit. Um, so there's going to be a link for that as well. So you can sign up and it is uh, just a prompt of seven, seven days of different ways you can kind of find your creativity within your everyday life. Really simple art prompts to go along with it. Um, things to just sort of help with self-discovery and just being a little more in tune with your creative self. Awesome. And you can find me at kristenfagan.com. You can also find me on Facebook and join my free group over at Discover Your Creative Magic. Um, and my Facebook page is Kristen Fagan Art and Design. I'm and Kristen also, oh, I'm also on YouTube and that's fairly new. Oh, so good. Kristen Fagan art over there. <laughs> Wonderful. And then Kristen, the seven days to awaken your creative spirit, they can find that on your website at kristenfagan.com. They can. Yeah, okay. they can. And we'll also, um, I also shared a link with you to, to add to the description. Um, yeah. But if you go to the homepage and scroll down, you will see a link right on there as well. Wonderful. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Kristen, Thank for sharing you. everything you have going on and your wisdom and your own journey. And and this beautiful knowledge and living embodiment of like stepping into the space of knowing there is no there to get to. It's all just growth. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> once you get to wherever there is, that moves, right? So right. <laughs> you got to learn when, when it's saying no and you got to move the, move the dial. I love that you're doing that. It's amazing. Yep. All okay. right. Well, thank, thank you, you so Kristen. much, Cheryl. Talk okay. to you soon. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to The Powerful Creator Show with Cheryl Sosnowski. Subscribe at iTunes or go to PowerfulCreatorShow.com and join our email list so you never miss a future episode. Have a powerfully creative day.